Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, November 24. Today, old wounds reopened as Justin Langer takes aim at Aussie Test Captain Pat Cummins. Ben Simmons has Sixers fans booing, then cheering in his first appearance back in Philadelphia. And Cameron Smith opens doors, all of them, as he prepares to tee off at the Aussie PGA Championships. But first... And there it is, France have got a comprehensive victory to start the defence of their World Cup crown. It started oh so well for Australia. Craig Goodwin scoring on his World Cup finals debut. Now, the Socceroos World Cup campaign is far from over. A 4-1 loss to France is obviously nothing to brag about, but didn't seem totally unexpected given the French won the last World Cup and have a collective talent worth $1.6 billion, dwarfing the Socceroos at around $59 million. And there are two qualifiers to come against Tunisia and Denmark, who played out a nil-all draw, a result that could help the Aussies get out of their group. But already, after one admittedly big defeat, the tactics of Graham Arnold have been questioned. Socceroos legend John Aloisi asking why Arnie allowed his players to sit back and allow wave after wave of French attacks. We didn't get enough pressure on the ball. We, we did the first 10-15. Then after that, we were sitting too deep. We were camped in quite a bit. And then Mbappe just tore us to shreds. You know, we, we know how good he is. The seed of the Socceroos' fragility, though, goes a lot further back, according to Mark Bosnich. Ange Postacoglu warned four years ago the talent pathway wasn't set up for sustained success. Bozza reckons we should copy what the French did. After failing to qualify for two World Cups in the 90s, their junior system was completely overhauled. The biggest question is, you're seeing there the result of people in France way back in when it was, 1994 when they missed out, and 1990, who sat down and put together a massive plan, and you're seeing the result of that, and you see the difference in the class and the quality. Well, it's not Christmas time yet, but it's definitely Festivus time for Justin Langer as the former Australian coach airs his grievances in public, Seinfeld style. A Festivus for the rest of us! (laughs) And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. Among those that have disappointed Langer this Festivus season, Pat Cummins for the role the test captain played in his demise. Pat Cummins said to me, Probably five times. Oh, mate, this might be brutally honest. I said, Pat, there is nothing brutal about your feedback. What's brutal is I'm hearing it behind my back through the media or through sources. Aaron Finch is in the firing line as well. Cowards, the word Langer used to describe the sources who leaked their dirty laundry to the media in the lead-up to his departure as coach. Brad Haddon told listeners Willow Talk podcast he certainly didn't hold back. To say... Aaron Finch and Paddy Cummins are cowards. That's a big statement. That That's yeah. as strong as you can get publicly. I, I don't know what, where where they go from here. What do they want the, the end game to, to be? Do we want to play this yeah. out in the public? Is it time that they do get behind closed doors and, and, and really nut this out? It's a well-worn cliche, but there are no winners in this ugly feud on the field. And the WBBL finals are in full swing. Jess Jonathan spun Brisbane Heat past the Hurricanes in the Eliminator last night. The Heat back in action tonight against the strikers in Adelaide for a place in the final. Ben Simmons tried getting on the front foot to win back the love of Philly fans as he prepared to suit up against them for the first time as a Brooklyn net. The Aussie basketballer jumped into the stands to sign autographs after a pre-game shoot-around, but when it came to the official introductions, well, there was no brotherly love for Big Ben. And 16 from LSU, number 10. 
I mean, maybe it wasn't booing. I was saying booers. Maybe they were saying Luke. In a throwback to the Chicago Bulls fans during Luke Longley's on-court intros in the 90s. Back to Ben, though. Stop getting distracted! The boos turned to cheers when he missed two free throws, which meant free chicken nuggets for everyone in the stadium in Philly. Now, I get the feeling the Australian PGA is trying to send Cameron Smith a message. Please, stay. Back home to play at Royal Queensland at the Aussie PGA Championships, the British Open winner is dripping in awards before he's even hit a ball, collecting the Greg Norman medal as the best Aussie male or female pro of the year and has been handed the keys to the city of Brisbane. Surprisingly, he told our man Liam Flanagan they don't appear to be a real set of keys. Not even sure where it gets in. I think it's more of a just kind of symbolic thank you from Brisbane. It's been great to see family and friends, obviously, but pretty hectic four or five days so far, so... Been trying to manage it a little bit, but uh, it just comes with it. And a scorecard shout-out to the Aussie Davis Cup team. The Davis Cup doesn't hold the same esteem since it moved to being hosted in just one country, but lost among the talk of the Socceroos at the FIFA World Cup. Alex Diminor and Jordan Thompson quietly combined to beat the Dutch and send the Aussies into the semi-finals in Spain. And that's your fast, fun hit of sport for today. I'm Brett Thomas. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.